did she do? Women Jacker, hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. Midsummer Festival is still in full swing, so there is still a lot happening across town this week. Chicago the Musical is still on in the State Theatre Arts Centre Melbourne. The show is playing all the way through to the 21st of February and you can find out more at chicagothemusical.com.au. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has one more week to go at Her Majesty's and is closing on the 2nd of February. To make the most of your last chance to see it, head to charliethemusical.com. MTC's Home I'm Darling is playing in the Sumner Theatre. For bookings and more information, you can head to mtc.com.au. When the Light Leaves is enjoying another season, this time at Gasworks. If you want to know more, you can check out my review of their La Mama season at whatdidshethink.com or head to gasworks.org.au to make a booking. The Melba Spiegel Tent are also very busy this week with all the Queen's Men Trivia Night and 20 Fabulous Years of Tammy Brown. For more information, head to themelbaspiegeltent.com. Opening on the 27th at the Butterfly Club, you can take a trip down memory lane with Darlin' It's the Genie Little Show. And I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit more about this one. You are darlings. Now, you may have gathered that I'm not one to rest much. After Hello Darling finished, I thought to myself, I need to keep working. So, why don't I go all out and try and be someone else? But who could I be? Darling, it's a genie little show. A wild and zany look back. Written and directed by award-winning Melbourne playwright Kieran Carroll. Darling, it's a genie little show is a portrait of one of Australia's most loved entertainers. It is being performed at the Butterfly Club as part of the 2020 Midsummer Festival. Gold Logie winner Jeannie Little rose to prominence in 1974 when she began regular appearances on The Mike Walsh Show. After becoming the most popular woman on Australian television in the 1970s, Little's talent and career blossomed in numerous ways. From appearances on numerous TV shows to starring in the hit musical Jerry Girls, Little sang for Princess Diana and Prince Charles at the Sydney Opera House and toured worldwide playing Marlene Dietrich and Marilyn Monroe. Now, darlings, this idea for a show about someone famous needed glamour, darlings, truly, honestly, really, a woman with big stories, someone who was loved and whom people could sympathise with. Well, you know, I thought about Lucille Ball and Carmen Miranda, but who are darlings? Marlena Dietrich was the one I fell in love with. Marlena was the one I wanted to be. Latins are tenderly enthusiastic. In Brazil, they throw flowers at you. In Argentina, they throw themselves. Falling in love again, never wanted to. What am I to do? I can't help it. Black market. Sneak around the corner, cuckoo clocks and treasures, a thousand little pleasures. Black market, sneak around the corner, stockings for the missus, 
chewing gum for kisses. Who are darlings? Honestly, truly, that show Marlena, a tribute to Dietrich, ran for almost 10 years, all the way up until 1996. I mean, honestly, truly, darlings, I even did it in San Francisco and got a standing ovation. And you know, darlings, that night made me feel like I could match it with almost anyone. In the Sydney Morning Herald, they even said that I could sing better than Marlena. So, darlings, after that huge surprise, I decided to do a show about Marilyn Monroe. Truly, darlings, what a dive into the deep end that was. In Hollywood, they pay you $1,000 for a movie, but 50 cents for your soul. Oh, ooh, ah. Could anyone ever get to the bottom of her life? I mean, everyone in the audience just loved all the stories surrounding her. The affairs with John F. Kennedy and Robert. Ooh, ah, darlings, the younger brother. The Hollywood producers who took advantage of her and the way the poor darling could never show her true self. I'd be at these venues till all hours. Barry'd say, come on, Jeannie, we've got to go. We've got to go. Another show tomorrow. Darlings, I'd be singing those Marilyn songs, even as Baz was shoving me into the car. I want to be loved by you, just you and nobody else but you. I want to be loved by you alone. Boop, boop, be doo. Oh, I've been on a calendar. But I've never been on time. Who are darlings? Jeannie Little's contribution to Australian entertainment is immeasurable. Darling, it's the Jeannie Little Show is performed with great aplomb by Melbourne performer Caroline Ferguson. The show traces Little's humble beginnings raised by a single mum, her youthful years in London, her successful and loving marriage to interior designer Barry Little, the many famous people she met along the way, and her attempts to be both mother and a TV star. The stories are wrapped in warmth, with Little's own brand of zany and irrepressible humour always present. This high-energy and fantastically funny show is the story of an Australian icon who did things her way. Darlin', It's the Genie Little Show is a wonderful show for all. It will bring a smile, a laugh and joy to everyone. Darlin', It's the Genie Little Show runs from the 27th of January to the 1st of February at the Butterfly Club. The tickets are $35 full, $31 concession, or $28 for a group of six or more people. For more information and to book tickets, go to thebutterflyclub.com or call 9663 Also opening this week, if you're into music, is Homophonic, which is on again at La Mama Courthouse from the 30th of January. And I'm going to give you a bit more detail on this as well. Homophonic is Australia's gayest classical music concert. Now in its ninth year, Homophonic is a celebration of queer history, a riotous call to action, and a glimpse into today's LGBTQIA plus sound world. And it is all encased in an outlandishly skilled new classical music performance. If you've ever wondered what music Tchaikovsky would write if he was born in the 1980s, this is the concert for you. Three Shades Black are filling the La Mama Courthouse with wild, wonderful and slightly strange sounds for three nights during Midsummer 2020 from the 30th of January to the 1st of February at 7.30pm with a shorter relaxed matinee on the 1st at 1.30pm, which is good to know. Homophonic 
artistic director Miranda Hall believes that new classical music is awesome and that everyone should love it as much as La Mamadou. In 2019, Hill was named as Woman Changing the Face of Classical Music by the ABC for her work with Homophonic. Performed by Three Shades Black, Three Shades Black is a group of outlandishly fabulous new music specialists from Melbourne's music community. They are performing and bringing the disco ball to the concert hall and paying homage to our queer elders by celebrating their legacy. Homophonic is proof that classical music isn't dead, it isn't even resting. Homophonic is fighting for a change, tearing up the dance floor and falling in love. This year features the winning work from the inaugural Homophonic Pride Prize, a composition competition encouraging and supporting the work of modern Australian queer composers. Winner Stephen Filippo has created a blistering work for flautist Layla Engel. Other new Australian works include The Ascendant No. 1, The Beginning and, for vocal ensemble and drum kit, written by New York-based Melbourne composer Wally Gunn, and the libretto is by poet Maria Zajkowski. The piece is performed by the Consort of Melbourne and led by Stephen Hodgson. Christina Green is premiering a new work for Ensemble and Poet based off the poetry of the late Candy Royale to be performed by Eleanor Jackson. The concert also features work by American composers Sean Shepard and Laura Kaminsky. Homophonic is supported by the City of Melbourne Arts Grants Program and has been assisted by the Australian Government through the Australia Council, its arts funding and advisory body. Homophonic is from the 30th of January to the 1st of February and it's on Thursday, Friday and Saturday at 7.30pm and there's the relaxed performance on Saturday at 1.30pm as well. The venue is La Mama Courthouse. Tickets are $30 for adults, $20 concession and for bookings you can call 9347 My feature review this week is for Eyes Wide Woke. Eyes Wide Woke runs from the 21st of January to the 1st of February at the Courthouse Hotel in North Melbourne. It's written by Catherine Chloe Atkins, directed by Kashmir Cinnamon, performed by Ashley Clark, Emma Drysdale, Luke Jacker, Ashley Tardy and Joshua White, and stage managed by Maz Ryan. It has been a bit of a slow start this year in terms of high quality theatre, so it is with a huge sigh of relief I get to tell you about Eyes Wide Woke, which is playing at the Courthouse Hotel in North Melbourne. Part of the Midsummer Festival, Eyes Wide Woke investigates what it is to be an inner city woke Australian, the good and the bad. Being woke is the new derogatory word, taking the place of politically correct, being bandied about by the LNP so that they can self-justify socially discriminating and economically devastating policies and pat themselves on the back for being the sensible, quiet Australians. Just like its predecessor, the word woke can be a term which means something important and positive, but according to Atkins, the playwright, it can also be a facade used to disempower and disenfranchise. All of these possibilities are explored in Eyes Wide Work. Atkins' ideas tread into dangerous territory, but flirting with potentially unpopular ideas is what makes this place so intriguing. And those blurry lines are handled well by Cinnamon, the director. They hover in the air for us to poke and prod at with our minds for a moment before moving on to the next idea. He allows them to titillate, but not corner the audience into a defensive position. The story begins in the apartment of engaged couple Valerie and Sarah. 
Sarah is preparing the house for a dinner party and the conversation about wokeness begins before even a word is uttered. What music is appropriate? Which magazine should be on top of the pile? Valerie comes home from work and we start to go deeper into the conversation. If you thought Sarah was woke, wait until you meet Valerie. Valerie scoffs at Sarah transferring a lovingly cooked meal into a takeaway container and an Uber Eats bag so that they look like they are time poor. But then panics about giving their guest Jasmine, who is a sex worker, the one mismatched wine glass in case she takes it to mean she is an outsider. The guests arrive in spurts. Angelo is the outrageously extroverted gay friend and arriving at the same time as Jasmine is Noah, who is the ex, we're still friends, boyfriend of Valerie. In a superbly crafted Friends-style satire, an evening of camaraderie, intimacy and expose take place over a very deliciously smelling pasta meal. I usually don't like realism in the theatre very much, but the way Cinnamon has staged this play made me very happy indeed. Cinnamon has literally inserted the audience into the apartment so that we feel we're in the room and at the dinner party with the actors. Or perhaps it is more true to say that we are cameras filming these events from a range of different angles. I definitely feel Atkins' background in screenwriting comes through in the number of locations there are and the structure of the scenes. Perhaps my one comment would be, I think the toilet, yes, there is a toilet in this show, which is used to great effect, and the balcony should be switched around. The toilet scenes are about privacy and secrecy in a very open plan environment, but it kind of sits in the lounge room at the moment, whereas the balcony is at the end of a corridor. Something to think about in the next staging of this fabulous play, perhaps? And there will be a next staging. Eyes Wide Work is a great play with the potential to expand into a more significant work with main stage potential, I think. Of course, this only works if the ensemble are up to the challenge, and they really are. Tardy could, perhaps, exhibit a greater level of anxiety, but that is being rather picky. There were only two moments which didn't work for me. The first was Sarah finding Valerie's cigarettes. It was too easy and too quick to really ring true. The same could be said for the final moments. The transition to raw pain and and loss were too quick. This is probably a directorial problem to solve. The audience needs to have a moment to process what has happened before the devastation is allowed to settle. The journeys each of the characters take are surprising and the shocks just keep coming from start to finish. Questions are asked and lines are crossed and nobody gets to keep the social facade they have chosen, except Jasmine, who is the one authentic person in the room. The hilarity rises along with the tensions and along the way, Atkins also raises the binary sexuality question to a whole other level I had not considered before. Everything in Eyes Wide Woke is slick, and purposeful and excellently executed. The script is clever, the direction is insightful, and the acting is superb. I really look forward to seeing this play grow. And I gave Eyes Wide Work four and a half stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comment section under the review. This week, I also reviewed The Top Secret Violin Case, The Circle, and Dot Church, and you can read these reviews at whatdidshethink.com. You can also invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. If you want my reviews as soon as they come out, you can follow me by email. Just fill out the field to the left of the review. Today's special treat is a bit different. I told you Homophonic is back at La Mama, as is the group Three Shades Black, so I thought I would take you down memory lane to 2018 when these same stars aligned. Here is Three Shades Black doing their arrangement of George Michael's Faith. 
For more information about this year's homophonic programs and bookings, head to lamama.com.au. February is still celebrating midsummer, so here is some idea of what there is to look forward to next week. The Big Literary Shit Show and Adam by Francis Poet are both on at Gasworks from the 4th to the 8th of February. And for more information, you can head to gasworks.org.au. At TheatreWorks, we get a look at Australian masculinity with leopard print loincloth from the 4th to the 8th. For more information, go to theatreworks.org.au. 45 Downstairs is getting a bit more classical with Belinda Hahn-Reed, Love Roram, from the 5th of February. Head down to 45downstairs.com if you want to know more about this one. For a bit of physical theatre, you can check out Rehearsal for Death, which opens on the 6th. Information and bookings can be found at lamama.com.au. The gays are revolting at the Melbourne Spiegel tent on the 7th and then there is burlesque on the 8th. Head to themelbourspiegeltent.com for more information. And finally, MTC have torched the place opening at the Fairfax in the Arts Centre, Melbourne, on the 8th of February. 
You can find out more information at mtc.com.au. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara. So if you like what you heard today, you can leave a tip or if you want to support me to keep doing what I'm doing, you can become a financial subscriber from just $1 a month. Just follow the tip jar link in the show notes. You can get my reviews hot off the presses as they come out by following whatdidshethink.com by email. Also, if you like a bit of fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. But for now, it's goodbye and let's catch up again next week. What did she do?